there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. You're just creepily looking at me over those shoeboxes like a weirdo. All you see is my eyeballs. All I see is literally your eyeballs. Okay, let's start this. And let me um, get my story because I wrote it on my iPhone. Oh, hey, okay. Because I was too lazy to get my laptop out last night. It's fine. Must be nice to have young eyes so you can see it from an iPhone. I mean, look how big the font is. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So your eyes can see this from over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's totally fine. Okay. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, Podcast business. Yes, please. We were mentioned in my husband's work newsletter, which is so cute. I love it. It just, it literally made my day. I'm obsessed. It made my day. I was like, this is what I needed to hear that morning was that we made a a newsletter at someone's office. And it was so cute. And he forwarded me the email with the newsletter in it and said, you're basically famous in very small circles. I just love it. (laughs) And I was like, well, thank you for that. I love it. Um, also, also uh, Brie Nichols, her little Insta and TikTok. Oh, yeah. She is the cutest. She is the sister of one of my dear friends and gave the podcast a shout out. She has the hair her. that I want. Yeah. She has the curly hair that I've I always wanted. I bet you could do it. I bet you could get it that way. I'd have to get a perm again. No, don't do it. And I'm not going to do that. Don't do it. Not willing. But yeah, she gave us a shout out, tagged us in her little, her little TikTok. So she's cute. It's precious. We're super, super grateful for the newscast. Newscast. Wow. Newsletter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's been a struggle. We are recording on a Sunday afternoon. It's been a struggle. This after, week has been a struggle. After bus. a busy weekend. Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle. It's fine. It's fine. It is totally fine. It's going to be awesome. hmm Okay. Let's talk some true crime. Okay. So. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Do you want to go into the story or did we have other news? Oh, well, we can talk about my drama, which is my drama this week is the reason why I picked the, um material that i did okay because you know whatever um so i went on a beautiful vacation yes probably top three best vacations i've ever been on in my life that's amazing and you've done a lot of traveling too and i've done a lot of traveling and the girls i was with have done a lot of traveling so um but all of us were like five stars would go again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
definitely we're planning on taking like our kids and husbands the next time and stuff like that. So we stayed at like a really schmancy. I'm going to call it really schmancy because mm-hmm. I'm white trash. Um, <laughs> Like way too fucking fancy for me resort. Okay. Um, That was like five star luxury gourmet everything um like an hour outside of cancun right so we're in like riviera maya lived our best lives for five days yes um we had a butler yeah you did because they know who we are um and they treated us like the vips that we are right um exactly as we should be treated yes um so monday was our day to come back to reality right to jobs and kids and slip back to reality yeah um because you know for five days we got to say shit like work is for poor people and ooh, there's kids over there and stuff like that Uh you know yes so monday we get to come back and like our we were very sad and we like tipped our butler and said goodbye to all of our peoples. Um, and I'm sure the majority of the staff at this resort was probably like, those bitches are so extra that good riddance. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I'm sure they've seen way worse than your extra. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it was bananas. Dude, there were crab legs as big as my ankle. What? On their sunday brunch buffet what yes yes it was dumb it was super dumb anyway we roll back to the cancun airport Mm. take a like a hour bus ride right we check in really quick at the united desk because we already did our pre-check-in check-in uh-huh so all we had to do was check our bags and be like "Uh, bye Mm -hmm. you know um so we did all that. Those poor suckers that flew Spirit were, like, standing in a three-hour-long line. God bless them. Um, went upstairs to the uh, security area for our terminal. Okay. Where you, like, put all your shit through the x-ray machines and stuff, right? Right. They don't make you take off your shoes in Mexico. I'm just letting you know. Um, That's a real thing. So... We waltz through that line, and we still have a couple hours till our, till our flight. Yeah. Like good travelers, we give ourselves plenty of time. That's good. Um. So, of course, being three girls, we go to the bathroom, right? Yes. Um. And we find this bathroom that's kind of further down in the terminal. No big deal. It was all packed. We stood in line. Whatever. That's a girl's life. Of course, the men's bathroom, wide fucking open. Of course. Because I guess they don't get anxiety pee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in the bathroom and all of us like get in kind of at the same time. And I'm the first out. So I'm like, hey, girls. I, I yell in the bathroom. Hey, friends. Going to find some T-shirts. I'll be in the souvenir area. Right. Okay, cool. Bye. Like they're yelling outside, you know. And these are girls that I've known for years right. yes. from work. Correct. We don't work together anymore, but um, I leave the bathroom and then right behind me is my friend Michelle. And 
she's in the souvenir area. We're picking up little things to bring back to our kids and stuff like that. And we hear what could only be described as a kerfuffle. Okay. Okay. Down in the area of the terminal where we just came from the bathroom at. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And as far as we knew, our friend Glinda was still in the bathroom. Right. Because we hadn't seen her come down to the souvenir area yet. Right. So there's a kerfuffle and we're like, her? And then there's some noise, and there is a huge rumble. So, you know, when we used to get earthquakes all the time here, and Mm -hmm. it would, like, rumble? Mm -hmm. That's what it sounded like. Oh, wow. I thought we were in an earthquake. But then it was getting closer to me. And I thought maybe the terminal was collapsing. Oh, God. Okay. Uh-huh. And Michelle goes, we got to go. And she's like not. She has a very cool head all the time. Right. She always has her shit together. Right. She puts on makeup for no good reason. <laughs> okay. She just turned 40. She looks like she's 25. It's fucking she does. annoying. Yeah. Um. She's like, we got to go. And I'm like, where the fuck is Glinda? She's like, I don't know, but we got to go. Okay. So we take off through this souvenir shop, open air souvenir shop. And she's like, get down. So we get down. It is hundreds, if not thousands of people stampeding past us on the concourse and through the souvenir shop. There's glass breaking everywhere. It's pandemonium. And Michelle gets us behind this, like, jewelry display cabinet thing Uh that's, like, the cheapest fucking wood you could ever buy. It's probably not real wood. And we're sitting there with, like, seven other people. Crouched down. I'm texting Glinda. Stay in the fucking bathroom. I don't know what's going on. Stay in the bathroom. Don't come out of that bathroom. Mm -hmm. She never got that text until we got back to Houston, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, my God. Um, then we hear three shots, like gunshots. Oh, my God. And I just full on panicked. Like, I did not keep a cool head. Um, I know there are a lot of people that think I'm like, I can keep it together during injuries Mm -hmm. and car accidents. Right. But when there's like an unknown situation... Right, that you can't see? Yeah. That whole fight, flight, hide thing goes completely out the window. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck to do. I couldn't even move. I was like frozen in fear. And so I'm just looking. There was a lady that at some point was in front of where we are now who just dropped her bags and her shit and ran out of her Birkenstocks. Because there's a set of Birkenstocks and a rolly bag just laying in the middle of the concourse. Uh, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Michelle's like, we got to get out of here. We're in the open. We're like super in the open. She's like, we got to get out of here. So she like pokes her head up and sees Glinda across the concourse walkway. And Glinda's motioning for her 
to come to her. Glenda found this little, um, like, convenience store bodega type thing. Mm-hmm. And they were hiding behind the cash register bank. Okay. And she was, like, motioning us to come over there. So Michelle bolts across the concourse. And she's like, come on, Shanna, come on. I'm, like, frozen. Oh, no. So finally, I bolted across the concourse. And right after we came in, a guy and his wife and their two kids came in. And the guy is sobbing. Oh. Sobbing. And he's hiding his kids behind this thing of Gatorade, like um, pallets of Gatorade and stuff like that. And we're just like, stay there, stay there, you know, like keeping the kids staying there. And the kids are like, what's going on? And it's pandemonium. The manager of this little bodega pulls down the metal grate thing. Nice. That they use to lock up at night. Right. And then put all these little souvenir things in front of it. Nice. So it was like blocked. You couldn't even see in to oh. our where we were at. And everybody was just like down. Not three minutes later, we hear somebody come over the loudspeaker and is like, everything's fine. Um, everything's fine. No. Glinda goes, I don't I don't know. Cause somebody was like, okay. And Glinda was like, no. Not until the National Guard comes. We're not, no. Not, mm-mm. we're not unlocking this door. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because they're like, everything's fine. No. And we're like, I don't even know if I've peed myself because I'm like shook. Right. I still have the shirts in my hand that I was going to buy. Oh, no. I don't even know what I'm doing with these fucking shirts. I'm like, I don't. You don't need those. Yeah. We yeah. luckily checked all of our luggage and had no luggage whatsoever. We had our purses and like. The shirts in our hands. Yeah. People lost their passports. People lost their fucking kids. Oh, my God. They got separated from their kids. Mm -hmm. People got trampled. Oh, my God. So come to find out, we heard stuff in the end of the terminal that we used the bathroom at. There was also an end of the terminal because it makes like an L shape. The terminal is like in an L shape. Got it. People started also stampeding from the other end. Of the terminal towards the area that we were in, which was kind of like the common area or whatever. And people that were in that security line uh-huh. and in the um, check-in area at the front of the terminal uh-huh. also stampeded out the doors. Oh, my God. So people left their shit in security. Like, they dropped their passports. They dropped their, you know, phones and... Oh, my God. Laptops and all kinds of shit. Check bags and everything. And there were alarms going off everywhere because people had found the evacuation doors and opened the the evacuation doors and went out onto the tarmac. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck? We walk out there and it's like a bomb went off. There's just shit everywhere. Broken glass everywhere. Um... There's two restaurants in this terminal. One is like a Bubba Gump shrimp company. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, th- which was right next to the bathroom we went to, the people at that Bubba Gump shrimp company that were sitting in there, because it's just all open right. on the side, right? Just like airport restaurants right. are. Yeah. They fucking flipped their tables and set them up as barricades. 
Oh, my God. They were like. Shit's about to go down. Yeah. Yeah. So, finally, the National Guard does come. Members of the National Guard do come. And we see National Guard go one way and National Guard go the other. And these are the guys that are, like, heavily armed with the ARs across their chest and shit like that. And then they have, they have like, handguns strapped to their legs and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. So we see them go by, and we stay in our little bodega. Right. I don't even know how long we stayed in there. It felt like forever. It was probably five minutes. But it felt like fucking forever. Right. Um, And finally, they came, they come by, and they're like, you can... You can unlock. It's fine. So we, like, unlock and kind of, like, peer out. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And there's just shit everywhere. There's people wandering around, like, they don't know what's going on. Like, it was bananas. Bananas. Broken glass everywhere. And then some people acting like nothing fucking happened. It what? was the most bizarre thing ever dude i'm when i tell you like within an hour my sister had sent me a news story that came out and it was like oh the airport um people are saying uh, a a malfunctioning machine Mm -hmm. caused the chaos there's no way and i was like I read we the, heard gunshots. Yeah. Like, I read the same news article because there was only literally two. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. And I was like, how – please explain to me how a malfunctioning piece of equipment can scare people enough to stampede. In a huge terminal. In like, a, this terminal – terminal, terminal, This right? terminal was bigger than Oklahoma City's entire airport. Holy fuck. Okay. Like, this terminal is bigger, and this is just the international terminal. This is just one terminal at Cancun. This terminal is bigger than Oklahoma City's entire fucking airport. Oh, my God. And it has jets going out from, like, Turkish Airlines and, Mm -hmm. like, Lufthansa and Spirit and United and everybody. And they were referring to it as, like, oh, uh, something malfunctioned and a bunch of Americans just freaked out. We were maybe 10% of the population in there. As Americans. I mean, it is international. It's not just the American terminal. Wow. So within an hour, we're like, what? I mean, they're saying it was a fucking, like, a machine malfunction. And we're like, we're talking to other people that are at our gate. Because our flight was delayed for four hours. Right. Because they shut the whole fucking thing down for hours. Right. Um, and all of those people that like crushed out of the front that were in the security line had to go back through security. All of the people that went out on the tarmac out of the evacuation doors had to go back through security. And then there were ambulances on the tarmac when we came out. So we know that people got hurt. Right. If not shot, they were hurt in the stampede. Right. 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 We know of at least one family um, that's a client of our, uh, our travel agent, um, that got separated from their seven-year-old child. Oh my God, no. And no. then they had to 
like reunite because it was thousands of people no. running. Oh my god. Um. So anyway, so within, I mean, by the time we made it to Houston that night, they were like, "Oh, there was no, there was no shooting. It definitely wasn't a shooting." Um, a guy. This is their official report. Mm-hmm. A guy was running to catch his plane in that wing that we were in where we were using the restroom. Um, a guy was running to catch his gate and knocked over a sign. And people panicked. That was the whole explanation. And I'm like, why the fuck would people be panicking clear on the other wing? Right. And out the front door. Right. For a sign. For a sign. We're adults. We know what a sign coming down sounds like. Right. You know? Yeah. So it was just bananas. Um, We feel like we're being gaslit by the... (laughs) Oh, you 100% are when your your major (laughs) income comes from tourism and you have something like that happen at an international airport, you have to hide that shit or you're going to lose all your tourism. Well, and that's what we thought, too. We were like, if this is what they like, because our worst case scenario, worst case scenario that we could possibly think of Was it was like a cartel hit on one person. They did what they came to do and rolled out. Right. You know? Right. It wasn't an active mass shooting situation. It was like a hit on one person and they rolled out. Right. That's the worst case scenario that we could possibly think of. In which they would cover it up. You know what I mean? Yes. So I'm just kind of like... Uh, what? Yeah, they were totally gaslighting everyone that was in that terminal. Thousands of people. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, everybody that we talked to, like, there was a, um Iraq he, Iraq war vet that was sitting near us on the plane. And he was like, I know what gunshots sound like. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was insane. It was insane. So... It was just like Shan, when you when you sent me that text. When you sent me that text, I just knew I was like, oh, Shan's gonna be like Shan's coming home today. I hope she had fun. And then you send me that text. I'm like, please, for the love of God, just get her back to the state safely. Like it was one of the worst, I think, text messages you could get from a loved one is like, you're gonna hear that there was blah blah blah. And I was like, Yeah. What? Yeah. Because you know my anxiety ridden brain was like, oh fuck, she's like in the middle of it. And how are we gonna get her home? And that was after the fact. Yeah, I know. Because I was like, I was like, this is probably gonna be be big news. Hashtag it wasn't. Um literally two news stories about it. Uh-huh. Um and that's not a big deal to me. I just didn't want, like, breaking news shooting in the Cancun airport. Because my mom knew I was coming back that morning. Yeah. Like, Travis knew I was coming back that morning. Um, obviously. And I didn't want them to be like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, I know you're going to see something about it. You wouldn't have if I would have never told you about it. Um, we're okay. We're fine. 
We were so depressed to leave Mexico because we loved that resort so much. And then we were like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Because this is bananas. Yeah. And like, I still love Mexico. And I told Travis, like, 10 out of 10 would totally go back. We'll just fly through Cozumel. We're not going to fly through (laughs) Cancun. Because that was insane. That was insane. I'm so glad that you're physically okay. I think oh I put God. that in my chest. I was like, I know you're physically okay. And I know that that probably just totally, you're, uh, it effed your brain, I'm sure, on so many levels. Well, I don't know how we can expect uh, kids in schools to make decisions in that situation. Right. I couldn't even move. And I'm an adult that's been through some shit. Yeah. I couldn't even move. Yeah. If Michelle wouldn't have been there, like, using her mom voice and being like, we got to go. Yeah. I would still be standing in that fucking souvenir shop holding holding my shirts, being like, what the fuck is happening? Like a uh, sitting duck. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It was, it was nuts. So that's uh, what I've been dealing with all week <laughs> in my brain. Because my brain is just like, we have a toxic relationship with the Cancun airport now. I feel like yeah. he's gaslighting me. <laughs> Not just the Cancun airport, but the whole government. Telling me I'm crazy. Totally gaslighting everyone. <laughs> Telling me Tourism I'm is crazy. fine. Please don't be scared to fly out of our terminals. It was only the Americans that freaked out. It, what seriously. In the actual hell. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we were like, what? Yeah, it was, it was crazy, Tom. So, anyway... That whole experience is why I picked something to do this week that is not murder. (laughs) (laughs) That is not random acts of violence. It is a paranormal mystery. Yes, I love it. (laughs) And it's from close to our hometown. Oh, really? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my goodness. Let's do this. Okay. So, I'm going to keep it light. This could be serious. And honestly, if I was out here um, by myself, I've never been here specifically because our cousin told me a long time ago that that place is fucking haunted. And I was a hard no on all of that. Okay. I'm interested because I've probably been there. You probably have. Okay. So, we're going to talk about Beaver Dunes Park. Beaver Dunes in Beaver Park. I have not been there. Okay. Oh, thank. No. So Beaver <clears throat> Beaver, Oklahoma people. Besides having an awesome name. Yes. It's out there by Hooker. Uh-huh. Um, and there is a Miss Beaver and there is a Miss Hooker. There definitely pageants. are. My mom has judged the Miss Hooker pageant a multitude of mm-hmm. times. Um it's a big deal. Beaver is known throughout the world uh-huh. for their cow chip throwing. Contest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on like a little documentary type of thing. I think it was so. Featured on one. I think so. And it's definitely on the list of craziest shit that Oklahoma has going on. Uh, 100%. For sure. So we have some sand dunes in Oklahoma mm. in the western part of the state. Yep. Um, we have the Little Sahara State Park. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty fun. To yeah. Do. Yeah. And that's Watonga, right? Oh, or Winoka. Yeah, it's out near Winoka. Winoka. 
Um, and then we have Beaver Dunes Park. And it used to be a state park. And the state turned over running it to the city of Beaver. So now it's like a city park. But it's still the same size. Huh. Yeah. Okay, I didn't well, know that happened. Apparently it happened a few years ago. Inter- like, why didn't they want to keep it a state park? I don't know. It might have not been making any revenues for them. So they're like later days. Beaver. Okay. Um, but basically, um, people bring in their dune buggies mm-hmm. and like spend the weekend camping or drinking and or both all that riding dune buggies and like living it up all that shit Mm -hmm. um it's like really outdoorsy shit that's not really up my alley but a lot of people seem to really like it you get real dirty real fast yeah um so beaver dunes park is in the panhandle uh, it's about 500 acres okay. of sand dunes. Okay. And it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Like we call the Panhandle No Man's Land. We grew up in that area. It's definitely No Man's Land. Definitely. You can for sure drive three hours with nothing. Not seeing another soul or an actual green tree. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that. Or a tree. <laughs> You can definitely drive at night through through there and never see another and soul. And it is creepy as fuck. Scary as shit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like some wild paranormal shit that happens in the panhandle, right? We've mm-hmm. seen our fair share of like, what the fuck are those lights? Yep. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not the one. Shy is the one. I love it. That will... Do all the paranormal stuff. I, I will it. probably pee my pants and run away. I love it. Because it scares me. Um, This will probably make me have nightmares, but it's fine. <laughs> I thought it was lighthearted. <laughs> I, I'm going to, you know. Anytime we start talking about, like, aliens and is it haunted, is it not haunted, I'm kind of like, let's err on the side of caution and assume it's haunted. And just not ask questions. And just leave it alone. Yep, let's leave it alone. Let's not open that. So... Even though we both <laughs> love to travel through the United Kingdom that is 100% Super haunted, haunted everywhere. Everything's haunted. Definitely. I think those people just learn how to live with their ghosts yeah. and hope they're nice. Yeah. And we are, we're just like, oh, let me buy that new house over there. Uh-huh. That's definitely not had anyone die in it yet. Correct. Um. Okay. He said yet. Yet. <laughs> So we're going to start in the 1500s. Oh, okay. So we're going to take it way back. Throw it way back. Slightly after Columbus. 14. Yep. 14. 1492. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just a few years later. Yeah, I have to sing this, this song. It's the same. It's fine. <laughs> um, the explorer Coronado oh. from Spain. Yes. Was traveling through what is now the panhandle of Texas and Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Coronado recorded in his journal that would be found centuries later. Okay. So marinate on that. Mm-hmm. He recorded in his journal that his Native American guides had warned him against venturing into the dunes that are now the beaver dunes what uh-huh 
Because the Native Americans were like, listen, homie, um, shit happens out there. We're not going in there. Mm -hmm. So you definitely shouldn't either. Mm -hmm. There's like some funky shit that goes down. And we're just letting you know right now you need to sign this waiver because we're not going to save you, basically. Here's a quill. Yes. Yes. Sign, please. Please sign that you have heard the instructions and you understand the instructions and, and you are waiving your right to us saving your ass. We are not liable for injury. because yeah, we ain't going in there. So, Godspeed. You know it's bad when the indigenous people of yeah, are that like, Fuck that. time are like, no, we just don't. Please don't because yeah. we don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're not going in there. Yeah. Um, there's some demon shit, and we're not doing it. Holy f- I'm so glad I've never been out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Coronado and his men disregarded their warnings. So, because they were on this search for gold, right? Oh, yeah. So they were like, well, we should definitely go look in here and see if there's, like, a gold mine under the sand. Under all the sand. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's some fucking men for you. Mm-hmm. Um... So they went in there, they're looking for gold, and just several of his men in his party just seemed to disappear in a flash of green light. What? Yep. Never to be heard from again. They could not find them. Just fucking poof. Or... Because <laughs> it was like green lightning, apparently. Something like that. Yeah. That's insane. Okay, keep going. So This is awesome. You know straight up when Coronado came out of the dunes, the Native American guys were like, um, you signed the waiver. Yeah. So uh, we told you what would happen. Nothing we can do for we're you. We're not giving you three men. <laughs> so, sorry about your luck, Good but luck. <laughs> we told you. Uh-huh. Um, so Native legends say that there is a portal to another dimension in the dunes where people just disappear and they call it like demonic shit. Like they're very hard. Fuck that to all of it. So they're very like, this is not our life. I am not the one. No, not today. Satan. They call it a shaman's portal. And what is a shaman? A shaman is like a, like a priest. A priest or a seer. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. In my very limited knowledge of I mean, that's Native I, American that's the first thing customs. that's popped into my brain, whether it's right or not. That's yeah. where my head went. Okay. They call it a shaman's portal, and they consider it to be a, a work of the devil. Okay? Mm-hmm. Some people are cute, though, and they call it, like, the Bermuda Triangle of Oklahoma. That's cute. Yep. Um, so after Coronado, basically, like, the whole time that anyone has known about the Beaver Dunes, mm-hmm. there's just, like, tales, we'll say, tales okay. of people going missing, Um, people seeing, like, UFO-type shit. Yeah. Weird lights, green lights. Always a green light? I think it's pretty consistent in, like, the, um, like, the anecdotal stories. Stories. 
that it's like green lights and um, people going missing. But like the guy that's the park ranger at the Beaver Dune State Park is adamant, he told Channel 4, that he doesn't have a list of missing people. So it's not missing people that have been reported. It's just like, hmm. Just like, he's basically insinuating that people are just making up stories. I got you. Which, whatever. Um, So, if you do an internet search on the Beaver Dunes, there's lots of, like, these one-off anecdotal stories. Yes. But I came across, a. it wasn't Reddit, but it was that style of thread of people just being like, yep, I was there like on an overnight camping trip and there's like 18 hours of time that I can't account for. Okay. That's, um, that's cannabis or drinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. I would think. I would too. I mean, Cause there, there are blackout drunks. Cause there's definitely like 18 hours in Colorado that I can't account for either, but I know I didn't get abducted by aliens. Or did you? I took too much edible. Um, did you? Yeah. I mean, Travis bought me a cheeseburger, so yes. I feel like it was just the edible. (laughs) (laughs) But they're definitely insinuating that there's like a UFO type alien presence out there. Okay? I really want to go there now. Um, you can go without me. We are going together because we're gonna definitely not going out there. Live. I'm not doing that. Um, not doing that at all. So, I agree with you. Like, I think it's mostly like people are getting way high or way drunk. You smoked way too much, or you drank way too much, mm-hmm. and just passed out for a while. But mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. Um, there are also accounts of people being out there like camping at night and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and seeing u.s government type um excavations happening like some military personnel excavating shit in the dead of night what yeah and you know how I love a U.S. government conspiracy. 100%. I truly do. They are the best. I truly do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they kind of describe it as like men in black type shit, like covert mm-hmm. things where people just kind of walk out into the middle of the sand and start excavating shit. But I'm like, how do you know it's the government and not just some meth heads? Right? True. I mean, that's just my thought. But. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you see the government vehicles? Are you seeing the big trucks? Are you seeing the. Right. The blacked out Tahoes. Yeah. And stuff like that. The, uh, not Land Rover. What are those big. Mm -hmm, Never mind. The big truck, the big Jeep looking thing. What is that called? That they, they drive. Oh, like a Hummer? A Hummer. Oh, okay. Because you know there's lots of people in Oklahoma that have Hummers. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. And everybody has a black Tahoe. Like, everybody here has a black Tahoe. Yeah. That's murdered out, basically. Yep. So, 
There was also an account from an OSU professor, an Oklahoma State University professor. Okay. That was like doing a long-term project out there. So I don't know if he had like cameras set up or he was like actively living and working out there like he was living out of a travel trailer or something and Is working he doing out a there. Breaking bad scenario? I don't know, but he said he was doing like a long-term project, which suggests to me that it wasn't just a weekend. Right. Um and at some point during this project or experiment or observation or whatever, um the government unnamed government branch contacted him and told him that he would no longer be able to do his project out there. What? Yeah. So I don't know. It's very vague, extremely vague. So like, so he's like, I got this phone call one day and they told me to get, get out. Basically. It was a very vague. It wasn't like, well, the, I don't know, Department of Defense or, ooh, let, Space Force. <clears throat> um, <laughs> someone contacted me from the government mm-hmm. and told me not to pursue this anymore. Basically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 100% need to go to the Beaver Dunes now. So, you've never been there. No, I haven't. Um, I certainly have never been there. Because when I was young, our cousin tried to be like, one time I was spending the weekend in Beaver, and our cousin tried to be like, let's go to the dunes. They're haunted. There's shit that, and I'm like, I'm a no. On all of that. Not going to happen. I don't even watch scary movies. I'm a no on all of it. Right. I was afraid at 10 and I'm still afraid at 37. Yes. I'm still a wiener. I want to know who, besides our cousin, like if there's anyone else that's been out there that we know that we've just never discussed it with them because it was like, maybe they didn't know it was haunted and they just went out to go have fun in the dunes. And they saw UFO lights. And they were like, it's not. For no reason. It's just, you know, government planes. Maybe they saw green lights and thought it was a sewer plant. One of those um, balloons. Yeah. Those um, weather balloons. Weather balloons. Mm -hmm. It's a gas bubble in the sky. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Well. Methane? I mean, in northwest Oklahoma, you see lights all the time that you're like, that wasn't an airplane. Well, yeah, because there is no light pollution in the Yeah, handle. there's zero light pollution. So you don't even have to really leave town to see really well. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know me. I don't want to believe because I'm scared. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it's super interesting. And there's so much weird shit that happens out there. And you truly could, like, what better place for an unexcavated UFO landing right? than out there? Yeah. Right? Because you've got, like, nothing obstructing your landing. Right. You've got the dunes that you can hide kind of in. Right. Just and all these shaman portals. 
But are they shaman portals? I think they're UFO portals. I think they're black holes. <gasps> what if? Black holes. I don't know. The native population seems to very much believe that they are a portal to another dimension. They're a black hole. There's a black hole in Oklahoma. Of all places, there's going to be. Well, it's just super interesting. I mean, I'm like you. I don't really remember anybody ever talking about it except our cousin. And we were like 10 at the time. So I was like, "Mm, not interested in UFO abduction at the age of 10. Like at all. I don't know how to do all that. No. I totally was all the way down for all of that at 10. But. Mm -mm. um, No. But now I sort of just assume that most of the sketchy shit that happens out there, there's like meth involved. Yes. Yes. You know, we're going to get we're going to get somebody hating on. (laughs) There's not meth in the panhandle. Oh, there's meth all over the panhandle. There's meth everywhere. There's meth everywhere in Oklahoma. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting somebody that's on meth. Like literally our cousin bought a house. That, that was, was at a one meth time, lab. A meth lab. They had to have a lot of uh, demo and yeah, he had to fully gut it and basically yeah, rebuild it and rebuild it. But it was a beautiful home, and they got a great deal. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> they got an awesome deal on that house. Yeah, it was. Um, kind of, Who's calling you? I have no idea. Don't well, tell him to fuck off then. But we're doing stuff. Sorry, like my child is out of town, and she's she just said answer your phone. My phone never rang. Oh. And then I'm like, my phone didn't ring. What's wrong? And then I get this weird phone call from Bartlesville. My child is not in Bartlesville. And I'm like, and then now she says, never mind. I'm like, no, you don't never mind me when you're in another town without me. Tell her to give you the password. (sighs) Say, give me our super secret password. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you alone. I don't even know what our super secret password is. <laughs> I don't remember. Shy. What it's- the fuck? Is it blueberry pancakes? That's it. It's got to be, right? How do you remember that? Oh, God. This is why you're in my life. This is why I need you to never be hurt in a terrorist situation selfishly i need you in my life to remember your super secret passwords yes okay i'm here for that (laughs) jesus god damn it i'm just saying what is wrong with us god bless man okay well that's all i have for the beaver dune state park and the shaman's portal but i'm Super excited about it. And I'm going to do some more because I actually ran across a Reddit. um, Ooh, a Reddit entry that was a guy and his friends were camping. And I think they ran across a cult in Oklahoma, like in Southeast Oklahoma. There's a Reddit entry on it, and it's very, like, super creepy. It was a, is it an Aryan Nation cult? No, he said they were wearing, like, robes and doing, like, 
a ceremonial uh, thing that they just happened across because they got lost. Yeah. So I'm going to try to dig that up again. I, I think I read something about, I know back there was a cult. Oh, fuck. I wish I could remember what year it was, but they actually did. It was a demonic cult and they actually did human sacrifices at one point. And it was in Oklahoma. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Oh, good God. Okay. What did your kid do? I was finally like, she's like, just listen to your voicemail. I was like, I didn't get a voicemail. And I finally said, what the fuck is going on? Because I'm freaking out while we're doing this podcast. And she goes, nothing. I was trying to call you from a payphone. This is our Gen Z generation. For the love of Christ. They've never had to have used a payphone. Why is she in a payphone in Bartlesville? It's not. I think it's probably just like maybe the um, the, um, number is a Bartlesville number from the payphone. Like, I'm like, oh, my Lord. I love that she finds these tiny bits of joy but uh, teenagers man when they are very cryptic on messages and oi 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 I can't child of mine it's fine she's ridiculous she's your ride or die I know she's my little homie it's fine I know know what your mom went through (laughs) (laughs) whatever just kidding whatever (laughs) That's all yeah. I have. I love. Do that you have story. any more comments on Beaver Dunes State Park? No, but I'm going to be making a trip out there for sure. Or I want to hear from anyone who has been to Beaver Dunes State Park and seen weird shit. And by weird shit, I mean not meth heads. We see those. N- not here yeah, in the city too. not our state bird of meth heads. Like weird shit. Yeah. Like UFOs. Yeah. And blacked out Tahoes. And people digging in the middle of the night. And green lights. And green sewer plant lights. And portals to hell. And a shaman's portal. If you survived. Uh, Have you lost anyone to a shaman's portal? Ooh. That would be a good question. Have you gone out with your significant other to the beaver dunes and one of you came back? I think that's just a murder. I don't think that's a shaman's portal. Just I think that's just a m- murder that was planned ahead. Well, I mean, but you know, tomato, tomato, I guess. I guess. <laughs> that was a good story, Shane. I love that. Thanks, Shy. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.